What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti Jr. If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Always appreciate you guys tuning in to the podcast. And today we are going to cover yesterday's practice. I'm recording this on Thursday, August 26th. So we will cover Wednesday's practice and today's practice, and then also we'll take a look ahead at the Cincinnati Bengals game uh, preseason, the final preseason game, uh, preseason game three. We got a little more clarity on it from Coach Flores as far as who will and who won't be playing. So let's get into it. Let's start with Brian Flores' media availability today. He talked actually a lot more than I expected him to about... um, what's going to happen this weekend on Sunday against the Bengals. So to start off, he said that Tua will not be playing and he's probably going to sit most of the starters. So that's the biggest thing that he told us um, really regarding the Bengals game. Now, here's my thing on the Bengals game. Um, I completely understand 100% why they are sitting Tua and the starters. I think it is the safest thing to do 100%. However, I do not in any way like the idea of their first game being back in three weeks is a away game in Foxborough against the New England Patriots. Like, I don't. It just it doesn't make me feel confident that I understand, like, look, it's a preseason game. It doesn't count. Why put your guys out there to get injured? before the regular season starts. I understand that 100%. And again, I understand it. And I think it's the safest thing to do. But again, like, man, I would feel a lot more confident if our first game was against the Houston Texans or, you know, the Falcons or the Jaguars. But like, man, your first game in three weeks is going to be a game in New England against the Patriots, a division game. um, And it's just like, it doesn't give me the greatest amount of confidence that, You know, it's going to be our best performance because we're not going to have played in three weeks. So I understand 100% why. uh, But again, it's if it were me, I would have treated game three like I did game one. I would have treated it. I would have given two a one to two drives and then let the backups and guys fighting for a spot take the rest of the game. Um, Now, again, he said uh, most of the starters he would expect to sit. However, he was asked about the offensive line. He said Jesse Davis will be sitting. That's because, you know, Omar Kelly said it's because he has nothing to prove because he's the best O-lineman. Not even kind of true. He's not going to play because he's been in knee swelling management, is what he called it, uh, all all off season. So they're not going to start him in a game, definitely, for sure. Like, why would they if he's already injured? But, you know, I would... I would if I were Coach Flo, I would strongly consider putting a lot of those young guys in there. Solomon Kinley, Liam Eikenberg, even Austin Jackson, Michael Dieter, for sure. Like, if it were me, I wouldn't play Robert Hunt and Jesse Davis on the offensive line. Aside from that, I would start everyone because I they need, they need more experience. They need more reps together. The offensive line is 100% all about chemistry. And so, yeah, I would start them against the Bengals. You know, the Bengals pass rush, I don't expect it to be good. I don't expect them to be a very good team defensively or offensively for that matter. So I think it would be a good game for them to go in there, get some good valuable reps. But again, it's not like you're going against the Bears to where, you know, you have to worry about injury or getting 
you know, completely demolished. Like, just go in there, have some good solid reps for one or two drives, and then get out of there. That's what I would do personally, but obviously, you know, I trust Flo. He makes good decisions, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So that's really all the information we know as far as the preseason game against the Bengals. We do know that Joe Burrow will be playing, which, good luck, because... I I would say our second string defense is better than their first string offense. Seriously, like I, I I've seen our second string defense hold up against first team offenses. So yeah, if if I'm taking our second string defensive line against their first string offensive line, I'll take it every day of the week. So you know, I just personally feel like they're rushing Joe Burrow back, but uh, that that's probably why most people are going to watch this game to see what Joe Burrow looks like, because again. None of these starters for the Dolphins are going to play, really. It's it's basically just going to be a game where, you know, you're trying to fill out your roster with whatever positions that you're having issues with. So, you know, with the offensive line, a position that, you know, they're still trying to figure out, that's why I think it would just be good for them to, you know, play some of the starters for sure. So let's get into yesterday and today's practice. So for starters, these two practices capped off uh, training camp. Um... So all the off-season training, OTAs, mini camp, training camp, today's practice f- ended them. There's no more um, of any of those practices. Uh, and it's been a long two and a half months with the Xavier Howard stuff, with Tua's development, the offensive line, with wide receiver injuries. It, it's been a crazy last two and a half months. But we are finally inching closer and closer to the regular season. So let's start off with yesterday's practice. Um, yesterday was by far a defense-dominant day. Like, it was it was not even kind of an offensive day. Defense was... Every tweet you saw from any reporter was defensive. Uh, you were seeing Xavier Howard had a couple interceptions, pass breakups, which... We'll talk about that in a second, why that makes me happy. But the defensive line looked really good. Linebackers were all over the place. Safeties looked good. And I understand that, like, certain practices, you know, when, when the offense doesn't dominate practices, it doesn't get as many clicks. And I get that. But if you're a fan, you should be excited by defensive dominant performances in, in camp. And here's the reason. Just like if the offense was completely inept every day in camp, you would be worried. You would be worried if the defense was completely inept every single day in camp. And we saw that before Xavier Howard uh, was signed. Secondary was getting torched all the time. Our you know defensive line was creating pressure, but not much. And once Xavier Howard came back, we saw the defense take that next step. And I've noticed from, you know, observing other teams and their practice reports, normally the really good teams that have good rosters, it, it's that on and off battle throughout all of camp. It's never offensive heavy or defensive heavy. It's always defense will have a day, offense will respond. Offense will have a day, defense will respond. And that's what you want. You want to see a balance. You, again, you never want to be completely dominant or um, lackluster in one area you want to have a nice balance and I think that's what you're seeing with the Dolphins you know first day on Wednesday the 25th you saw the defense go out there and they dominated offensive they dominated uh, along the line they dominated in the secondary linebackers everything and then today you know from all the reports I read uh, from camp 
the offense bounced back. Tua had a great day. Uh, there were still some good defensive plays by Jalen Phillips, especially who, you know, yesterday and today he had two great days, which you love to see. Um, but overall, like today was a much better day for the offense. Hunter Long had a lot of nice receptions from Tua. Uh, I'm told that connection is going to be a good one come regular season. Um, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, there's apparently another like injury scare with that guy. Again, it, it's crazy with the uh, wide receiving room and really injuries in general. Like it, it gets to the point where it's like demoralizing, right? When you constantly see this guy's going down or the, uh, uh, an injury scare here, it's like, damn, like, can we just stay healthy? Right. Is that I know it's a hard thing to do. It's the NFL. But like, man, it's so demoralizing when every time you go on Twitter, it's like, hey, there was an injury scare with Liam Eikenberg today. There was an injury scare with Jalen Waddle today. It's like, OK, can we can we just stay healthy? You know, can we just try to do that? Um, and again, that's just even more reason to not start them preseason game three against the Bengals. But yeah, so today was an offensive heavy day. Uh, Two, apparently his pocket presence was elite today. He was firing on all cylinders to Jakeem Grant, Jalen Waddell. Parker was out there. Apparently had a really nice pass to Parker in stride uh, where he gained a big chunk of yards. The only player that wasn't out there was Albert Wilson. He was not out there today, um, but I think Will Fuller was. And Devontae Parker was. Jalen Waddell was. I think everyone was out there today except... Albert Wilson, uh, if I'm if I stand corrected, so yeah, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be some, you know, negative plays whether it's Tua and his receiver not being in proper communication. There's going to be little things that, you know, they need to work on. But overall, this is what you want to see from a team. You want to see perseverance. You want to see guys come back the next day like the offense did. You want to see them compete. You want to see them dominate. And that's what the offense did today. Um, the offensive line from, again, from stuff I've read, obviously I wasn't there to watch, but from stuff I've read, the offensive line was really good today. Uh, they seemed to win a lot of one-on-one -on -one reps against the defensive starters. Uh, they were giving to a uh, time in the pocket, a clean pocket. Um, so yeah, you know, overall a very good last day of camp. It wasn't dominant in one area. Uh, the last two days, it was a nice balance of defense and offense. And again, I know it's not as exciting when the defense dominates because we just like to see offensive. We, we, in general, in the, in the NFL, we like to see offense, but you should still be excited when you see stuff like that with the defense, the defensive line performing well, the run defense performing well, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones being, you know, everything they're supposed to be. You want that. Okay, because at the end of the day, you may not like reading reports about the defense being dominant, but you'll love come week one if we put the clamps on the New England Patriots. You know, so like, yeah, I understand it's not the best thing. It's not the most exciting thing to see Tua throws an interception or, uh, you know, a, there's a stuff in the backfield for a loss. You know, it's not the most exciting thing, but you want to see those things in, in a good balance. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was, again, it was a good last two days of practice. Training camp is officially over. Now they'll have off on Friday, which is tomorrow and Saturday. Um, they'll head to Cincinnati and take on the Bengals. Um, and then after that, you know, they'll have a week off with the new preseason the way it is. The Dolphins will have two weeks off 
Um, I'm not sure really how, what the schedule is, if they're going to give them like a bye week almost, and then they'll come back and start prepping for the regular season. Uh, I would assume that's how it's going to go. But nonetheless, guys, we are really close to the regular season. We are two weeks away from game one, which is the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on Thursday night. We are exactly two weeks away from it. And I'm super, super excited. I cannot wait to see what the Dolphins do this year. I'm, I'm really excited about the team, and and you should be too. I, I feel really confident with the depth. I feel really confident that we improved in areas from last year, whether it's run defense, safety play, like just you know, just the safety play alone. Everyone talks about Javon Holland. We forget Jason McCourty plays safety, and he's played in this system for a long time right? So he is an instant improvement on Bobby McCain, just being able to understand the defense and play at his natural position, which is safety. So we improved in that area, which was a really major weak point for us last year. Hopefully we can improve in the run game. From what I've seen in preseason, we have, we've looked pretty good against the run, but the Patriots are a really good team against the run. So, you know, we're, we're going to know week one. If you're better against the run, we'll know week one because, again, the Dolphins, if they can stop the Patriots against the run, I, I just like what happened last year when we played the Patriots at home, they couldn't run the football, we won the game, right? And I think that's what you're going to need to do against them week one. Stop the run and trust that Byron Jones and Xavier Howard won't get cooked uh, by their wide receivers, which they won't. Um. So, yeah, I, I feel really confident as far as defense, special teams. I feel really confident, as always, with Jason Sanders and Michael Pilardi being an improvement over Matt Hawk. And then offensively, I just, uh, you know, it's got to start with number one. It's got to start with Tua. Obviously, you would expect and hope to see him jump, uh, take, a, take a leap forward this year. And I really do. I mean, from everything I've seen in preseason, you know, similar to how with rookies, I always say I only look for traits. I don't look for stats. I don't care about stats. As a rookie, I look for traits, good or bad. And with Tua, same thing with the preseason, right? I don't care what his stats are in the preseason, right? It's a very vanilla offense and defense for everybody. Atlanta wasn't running complicated defenses. The Bears weren't. We weren't. You know, it, I, I look for traits. And when you watch Tua, Every single person who's watched Tua now in the media or, you know, locally, they see the difference. They see more confidence. They see more leadership. They see um, much more trust in his body to make certain throws. Uh, And they see, you know, just a a better understanding of what he needs to do. Uh, You know, take certain shots, check down here and there. You're seeing a much more diverse Tua, and obviously that's to be expected, right? Came off the injury last year. You're not going to see the best Tua in 2020. You're going to see the best Tua in 2021 and and, and forward when he's actually healthy and he can focus on football-related things. So, you know, offensively, just an improvement at the quarterback position, guys. Like, if you take the Dolphins last year and you take just an improved Tua, a year two Tua, you're a playoff team probably, right? He was a rookie quarterback. Like, he's going to make mistakes. He's not going to be the greatest. He was injured. Um, But, yeah, if you take this Tua alone, this confident Tua, and put him last year, we don't lose that game against the Broncos, right? We we, we don't. And and with that one win, we're in the playoffs. So, you know, just that alone is going to make huge, pay huge dividends for this team. The offensive line is a huge mystery for me still. You know, I want to be confident in them. 
I keep hearing that they are improving more and more every single day. However, again, I just worry because if you're going to go against certain defensive lines that I think can be dominant, like the Patriots or the Colts or the Buccaneers, you know, that that right there could lose you the game having a, a bad defense or a bad offensive line play. Okay. Wide receiver wise, uh, we definitely improved on paper. 100%. I mean, our starters last year were Parker, Williams, and Bowden. And this year, two of those guys aren't even going to be starters. One of them won't even play this season with Lynn Bowden. Okay. Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and Jalen Waddle being your starters. That is a massive improvement. The big question is going to be, can they stay healthy? Because if this wide receiving core can stay healthy, the sky is the limit. I mean, seriously, you talk about Devontae Parker and Preston Williams being his backup. You talk about Will Fuller and, and Albert Wilson, as dominant as he was, is a backup. You talk about Jalen Waddell and how dominant he is. I don't know who his backup would be. It might be Albert Wilson, might, might be a hybrid of, you know, that Will Fuller slash slot receiver backup. Um, so, yeah, we definitely improved there, and I don't think anyone would question that. It's just a matter of can they stay healthy, right? Because if you can, we're t- I mean, it's a top 10 wide receiver room in the NFL as far as talent, okay? And then the tight end room, it's going to be hard to beat as good as the tight ends were last year. I think they set a franchise record for yards. Um, but I, I, I do think that overall you're going to see a better Gesicki this year because he's in his contract year. Um, and Hunter Long, who I really, really like what I've seen from him when healthy, he's the most complete tight end you have on your roster, right? He may not be as athletically gifted as a Mike Kosicki. He might not be as good in run blocking as a Durham Smythe. But overall, he's the most well-balanced tight end you have. He's the only tight end on the roster where you're like, he's just as good or he's just as reliable in the pass game as he is as a blocker. And that is super, super important. We know Brian Flores coming from New England. They value that, uh, which, I mean, not even just Flores. Any head coach would value, you know, a guy being versatile and not just being a one-trick pony. But, uh, yeah, the tight end room, I expect them to be still, like, a big part of this offense. No doubt about it. Uh, And then with the running backs, you know, again, we don't have that elite running back. And I think that as this team progresses forward – as our offensive line, hopefully they put more, um, they 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 sign better players, they draft you know players to help improve this offensive line. Hopefully, as we progress in that area, we can draft or sign a elite running back because that could take this offense to the next level. However, with the running backs, the reason why I'm not concerned about them is because my bigger focus is on the offensive line because I trust that like. Yeah, if, if you give Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, and Malcolm Brown lanes to run in, I saw it against the Atlanta Falcons. And now, I understand we are going against the second string defense mainly. However, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, say you had a really good offensive line and you were going against starters. There was nothing wrong with what Miles Gaskin was doing or what Malcolm Brown or Savan Ahmed was doing, right? There wasn't. I mean, Miles Gaskin scored the only receiving touchdown against the Falcons. He actually scored both touchdowns, okay? So you don't really need an elite running back yet. I can understand why you would want one eventually. 
But like right now, your your bigger concern or my bigger concern is the offensive line. If this offensive line can create running holes, you know, any running back can can run through a large gap, right? That's why with guys like Ezekiel Elliott, you've seen a decline in production as their offensive line has declined in production. So, you know, offensive, you know, like offensively with the running backs, I understand, you know, we don't have anyone elite back there, but I have full confidence that if the offensive line is doing their job, we're perfectly fine with the running backs we have. Okay, we are. Because, you know, I've seen many teams win Super Bowls, go very, very far in the playoffs without an elite running back, mainly because they had a good running game centered around good offensive line play. Um, and so, yeah, offensively, I just I, I, I do feel like just the improvement by Tua alone is going to take this team to another level. And then defensively, there's just little areas that we need to improve on, and I think we will. So that's it today, guys. I will give you guys a breakdown on Monday of what I saw from the preseason game. Then I'll take probably like a week off unless anything crazy happens. And the regular season will be right around the corner and we'll get into all that good stuff. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Finn's up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.